0: Another episode of Intelligence for Your Life, the podcast. I'm Gib Gerard. Our guest this week is Gregory Kufakos. He is the author of the book, The Primal Method. We're going to talk about uh, all about his work with troubled young men, how that translates into how you can be a mentor, how you can uh, be a better parent. Uh, or how you can help yourself find a mentor, what to look for in a mentor to grow into the person that you most want to become. He's got an incredible amount of insight from his time as a clinician, so I'm very excited to bring that to you. I got a couple of quick pieces of intelligence that I'm going to bring you before that interview. But first, a quick word from our sponsors, including Rocket Mortgage. This part of Intelligence for Your Life, the podcast, is presented by Rocket Mortgage. When you need an expert to help navigate the home loan process, Rocket can. All right, here we go with two quick pieces of intelligence. Once again, thank you to Rocket Mortgage for making today possible. The pandemic, it's responsible for uh, an increase in anxiety, depression, teeth grinding, and sleeplessness. But there's another ailment on the rise, broken toes. Orthopedic surgeons and podiatrists estimate the number of broken toes they're seeing has tripled or quadrupled and it's because they are hanging out at home. We're all hanging out at home barefoot, or you know, just in socks, no shoes. We're stubbing our toes on un- our unprotected, naked, bare toes on furniture, tripping over things, and we're breaking our toes in record numbers. So that's wild. Also, and I like this. What's the best way to maintain a healthy weight? Eat at the same time every day, even on the weekends. This is according to researchers from Spain's University of Barcelona. They found sleeping in and pushing meals later on weekends. It can cause weight gain, even if you consume the same number of calories. The reason, it's down to our biological clock or circadian rhythm, which programs our metabolism because our body gets used to processing foods and distributing nutrients at specific times. But when our normal eating schedule gets disrupted, our body goes into survival mode and the calories we'd otherwise burn, they end up getting stored as fat. Bottom line, eating at the same time day in and day out can help prevent weight gain. And I'll also say this, when I eat later on the weekends, I end up going to brunch you know, before the pandemic, and uh, I like a good brunch. I end up overeating at brunch because you know brunch is literally the greatest thing on the planet. Anyway, folks, uh, here is my uh, interview with with Gregory Kufagos, author of The Primal Method. Gregory Kufakos, you are a you know, you're you're a lot of things, but you're a licensed clinical uh, counselor in alcohol and drugs. You're a certified recovery coach. You have a master's in psychology, and you are most importantly. I would say, author of the book "The Primal Method," a book for emerging men. Thank you so much for being with us today. I I genuinely appreciate it.
1: Thank you. Excited to be here. Uh so you you
0: focus. You know, you you've got counseling. You've got you've got the book. You've got all this stuff. But you focus on this idea of uh, of awakening our intelligence, of connecting to our body and our environment as a as a means of recovery, as a means of growth. Uh, How did you come across this method? How did you begin to engage with this?
1: Well, you know, you gave sort of my intro, which is I I built a career um, coming through the field of psychology, specializing in addiction. And I I kept kind of, not through uh, only choice on my end, but I just kept specializing and ultimately ended up working with these emerging men, you know, 18 to around 35. And it was through the difficulty and the challenge of finding a way to, to help or to, to get through to them that I found that, you know, targeting the deeper forms of intelligence, you know, the, the ability to act physically, the ability to create the, the power of the social world. So it really was learning, learning on the fly in the most extreme of conditions with, with young men who were, who had severe addictions and, and mental health issues.
0: You talk about the, the power of the social world, and obviously we're all very isolated right now. Uh, how important is that? this, this connection to other people. And and why do you think so many people are struggling with that? Not just during the pandemic, but in general.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, for me, you know, the, the value in the social world, uh, and making, making connections there is that it, you can't argue that most people want to have a robust, beautiful life, whatever that looks like for Mm -hmm. them. And what I did, which I felt was was looking back on it now, you know, after years of doing it, what I felt that I did that was so effective with these young men, is we took therapy directly into the end game, which is, if the goal of therapy is to be happy and build a life, then why don't we leave this office and start go build your life,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? And um, in doing that. You know, the domino started to fall, and and the puzzle sort of came into place on why young men in particular are getting stuck in the process of building their own independent life that they enjoy. Hmm. What, I, um,
0: so that begs the question: <laughs> Why yep. are young men in particular getting
1: stuck in building the life that they can enjoy? Well, the one of the things that came to mind, you know, as you asked, is most young men do not have a male role model who is actively showing them and demonstrating that process of building a life that they love and You know, we were we were a few years into my work with these young men and as I looked back into kind of what we were doing that was working it seemed like one of the most effective things that i was doing is i was i was just pursuing my life with my heart and letting them see how i was doing it so we were we were on the same road together we were doing the same things together and basically they were taking notes you know while we were doing these things together without me having to lecture them or teach them they were just living in front, you know, and with another man. And that that's what we see decade after decade diminish is is the the bond between the generations of men. So one of the reasons that they're failing to do it is because they've never been shown how to do it. Mm. You know, um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure you can relate like being around other people who do radio shows and do this. You you take notes, you learn, you see Mm -hmm. how they do it, Mm -hmm. and you say, "Oh, that works. I want to do that. I want to do it in my own way." And you just grow and grow in your confidence and your authenticity.
0: Right, right. And 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 again, the more the more that's that's the that's the value of trade group organizations, right? It's sort of you're talking about uh, that that sort of collective knowledge exchange. Uh, that we would apply normally to the professional setting or that we have almost exclusively applied to the professional setting. But you're talking about it to be a generational uh, event for that, that is sort of missing right now. Am I, am I, oh, yeah. am I oversimplifying oh, yeah. that or is that it?
1: No, that's it. And I, I give all the men I work with uh, the metaphor of climbing a mountain, uh, a very, very ruthless, steep mountain. And I say, all of us men are trying to climb this mountain i might be 10 steps ahead of you or i might be 10 years ahead of you but We are all trying to do this and we're all learning from each other how how we can do this And you know, it's not that we do it together per se like we all need to reach the summit, but it's we're all on this shared journey and yeah, that that's Yeah sharing yeah
0: Okay, so uh, I mean, I, I think uh, so for for parents out there, how do we begin? You say, you know, show show your show your male children and children in general how you yeah. lead with your heart, how you're trying to your build hand. a life. Yeah,
1: yes. Show them your hand. Show. Be more authentic, and you know, most all the parents that are listening, they know already that lecturing their kids doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I know through my own, you know, decade and a half of experience that lecturing won't work, uh, threatening won't work, you know, creating little, you know, carrot sticks, like if you do this, we'll do that doesn't work. So it, it really is about... You mean getting... like
0: every parenting book talks about... Like, you're yeah. You're just, you're outlining, you know, you're outlining punishment, for, you know, uh, or negative reinforcement versus positive reinforcement, which is, which is really the only debate we've had. And you're saying it's neither.
1: I mean, there's a place, there's a place for that, but my, my take on it, when, when I hear people, um, resorting to that, I think it's just, it oversimplifies things. I Mm. mean, obviously if I could say, Hey, if you do it this way, I'll give you a carrot. And if you do it that way, I'm going to slap your hand. Mm -hmm. If it was that simple, I mean, think about it. That's, that's just (laughs) anything that's difficult in life. If you think it's that easy to just change somebody somebody's behavior, no, it's not. And I've watched as a lot of people uh, get frustrated, a lot of parents get frustrated, a lot of professionals get frustrated because they don't, you know, they don't see that that's that's not going to work.
0: How do you begin? I mean, what you're talking about requires a tremendous amount of vulnerability on the part of of people tremendous who, who may not be, uh, you know. That's that's the that's the the joy and the value and the fear of being a mentor uh, to somebody right. is that is that you know you're, you by being a mentor you're allowing yourself to maybe be hurt. So Exactly. So how do you encourage people who would you know the 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 parents out there but also the people who are interested in mentoring? How do you how do you get over your own hang-ups and begin to show because I, what I'm hearing you say you got to show your your defeats as well as your successes.
1: You got to show
0: the rejection of you trying to build your life uh, alongside the the beautiful parts.
1: There you go. When I when I started exploring this um, this style of you know you said vulnerability, this style of honesty, like this total honesty. Right. Um, You know, people therapists have this idea that they need to act a certain way. You know, and if if their clients ask them certain things, like you know, um, how's it going? How do you like being married? They'll say like, well, how how do you think I like being married? Like mm-hmm. it's, you know, they put it back on the client. Right. So I started exploring this idea of like I said, we're on this shared journey, and I'm saying that I am more evolved. Uh, in, in a lot of ways than these young men that I'm working with. So as appropriate, I will tell them, I will share with them what my journey, my my setbacks, my challenges. Um, the key to that is you just have to know that you're not doing that for you. You're doing it for the other person. So that's what keeps what we call in this this field your healthy boundaries. You know, I'm not sharing um, my journey with, with my clients to get a weight off my chest, Um, I'm sharing it to help them. So you're, you're you're,
0: you're saying your approach is to not make it mutual therapy, but to make it instead, your sharing of your journey as a, as a way of, uh, what's the word I'm looking at as as, it just, just for their benefit. And when you frame
1: it like that, it
0: allows you to keep your boundaries up as a mentor.
1: Yeah. Although I will say I go one step, One step beyond mutual therapy I'm willing to allow my clients to change me I'm willing to allow them to to lead me in a direction of evolving myself and my soul so is it mutual therapy in that direction will will I allow my my clients to let me become more truthful more loving more honest more courageous, more willing to let go. Yes, I will. And I'll let them see that I'm doing that so that they know that I have skin in the game. Yeah. Yeah. But they're not my therapist though. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I have my own therapists and mentors.
0: Right. And that makes sense. It's just, you know, I'm kind of trying to get to a a line, like a, a rubric for for those you know for parents and for people out there who are who are looking to become mentors of mm-hmm. of how to how to be vulnerable how to be real and honest this kind of honesty mm-hmm. right uh, mm-hmm. but also to make sure that those that those lines are up and that they and you're saying you know you you get profoundly changed and i and I think anybody that has a, any experience as a camp counselor or as a mentor of any kind mm-hmm. knows that you you do it and your life is changed I mean even if you any kind of work with um you know, uh, right. you, you you serve at a homeless shelter for a, a, enough weeks in a mm-hmm. row and, and you will be profoundly changed. It's not, mm-hmm. so it's, it's not, I just, I just, you know, that, that line is important because I, I, you, I mm-hmm. want, you, you still are the professional and for the people out there that are going to be picking up mentees, they need to understand that, that, you know, where that line is. And so I don't really, I still don't have a good sense of how you can as a mentor Draw, right. that, draw that line where you're changing yourself, you're allowing them to mm-hmm. see your vulnerability. And like, as parents, we're, we're not called to be our kids' friends. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we need to be their parent, uh, and that's a much more complicated relationship. And uh, you know, where is that line with my kids?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and you're raising really, in, really great and interesting questions, and I, I appreciate them. Um, you know, a lot of the stuff that I was doing Was very intuitive Mm -hmm. Okay, so some of it you you almost it's hard to get a black and white handbook and one of the biggest challenges I found in writing the book which took me four years of Mm -hmm. solid like effort Mm -hmm. is it was hard to take what I was doing intuitively and put it into concrete language and and kind of not steps, but know ideas like if you want to let's say mentor or be mentored in the way that i've found works here's what you can do Mm -hmm. so i i do give um some tools and some stages and they're very clear in the book you know uh, i think when i hear what you're saying the biggest thing i would say is as a mentor You don't you don't put too much pressure on yourself that you need to change this person because again All you're doing is climbing the same mountain that they're climbing. Mm -hmm. So be careful Don't take your eyes off of your next step And if you do that what you're going to find over months and years is that you're with another person And I say instead of facing each other Okay, you're you're walking alongside, them. right? Right. And that's where I found the, the big impact with, uh, young men, particularly because when you focus on them and they feel that you're focusing on them, they, their natural tendency is to clam up or to get defensive. Any parent that just heard that they're going to say, Oh my God, I got to go to this guy's website cause he knows <laughs> what he's talking about. Yeah. So what, what, you, what I did to diffuse that And it wasn't that they were doing this in some manipulative way. It was just their natural response was to clam up or, you know, to do a whole defensiveness. And when we were walking alongside each other, we, we both felt that, you know, there was like, it was just the tension was gone. We didn't have, we didn't have to talk about something. We didn't have to fix something. We were just two people walking alongside each other. and when we when I did that for long enough, what happened is we we made a bond, okay? We made a genuine bond. Like we were developing a friendship, and we were entering the social world, okay? So right away, we'd done two major things. And then I found that just doing that was like, you know, 90% of the way is yeah. that, you see?
0: Yeah. So how, I mean, you, you talk about getting out there and I've, and you just made reference to it. Like you said, get out of the office. It's not mm-hmm. just counseling. You start to build that life together. Um, what, what does that look like? Like what sort of social activities, I mean, forget the pandemic for a second, but what, what sort of social activities were you doing prior to this? And then we'll, right. in a minute, we can talk about how to do that in the context of the, of the pandemic. But yeah, how how are you getting out there and doing that? How are you starting that process?
1: Yeah. So the first thing is I will say I, I am willing to do anything with my clients. So anything that two people would normally do, whether it's go to a yoga class, go to the grocery store and get food and cook it, go to the beach, go skydiving. Mm -hmm. I, I will, I will do anything that two people will do. Okay. I'm always willing to enter the social world at the exact level of intensity and risk that that person is ready for. Interesting. So the, yeah. And that was interesting for me because I'm a very dynamic person. Mm -hmm. So the first thing I wanted to do was kind of take these guys by the hand and like pull them out into life. And, The the guys that I worked with, especially in the beginning, they required a much slower, deliberate way of being in the in the doing of that. I'll I'll say this one point because it's important in the doing of that. I found that what I was really allowing them to do was Mm -hmm. to take the lead and create their own hunger for entering life. So they weren't just walking out of their house and getting into quote unquote, my car with my desire. And we were going all over the place. Right. I was actually getting in their car and, you know, maybe they were ready to just take a walk around the block. Mm -hmm. See, Mm -hmm. and then they started to grow. They said, oh, this is good. And they, it multiplied from there. Um, now to your second point, how do we do it in, in the pandemic? Yeah. We do it. We do it. Nothing, everything, my statement to the young men that I worked with through this whole process was we have to find a way to keep going. Mm-hmm. So for some of them, we, for all of them, it was about using nature, which was right. available. Right. Okay. But for others, also, all of them got uh, what could be called essential worker jobs. How about that? Mm. because what I said to them and what I said to their parents, I said, if I see your 22-year-old son going to the ice cream shop or going to Dunkin' Donuts and getting served by an 18-year-old girl or boy, whatever, then he can also get a job there. Right. So all of them, actually all my clients made um, really profound gains during this last year.
0: Mm. Yeah. Uh, so you You deal with predominantly people who are at, at a at a at a low point, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I uh, the, the two questions I would have is like one is, a lot a lot of times people who are who are uh, in addiction counseling are 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 there not necessarily by choice, mm-hmm. um, and 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 that dovetails into kind of a broader question that we could all deal with. And that there's a lot of teenagers out there who who are not happy with their parents, even you know younger than teenagers who are apathetic toward their relationship with their parents and for whom the idea of going out and doing something with them is it's difficult to motivate them to want to hang out with their mentor or or to even seek out a mentor that is not in their peer group at this point. So uh, how do you as a parent or as, in your case as a counselor, how do you begin to get that energy from from the, the, the young men you work with? Like, how do, you mm-hmm. get, how do you get them to the place where they're even willing to share their activities or even have an activity with you?
1: Well, I'll, I'll speak from the, the second half of that, how I do it. Um, I, I'm going to say this as humbly as I can. I pride myself on being able to reach any individual, and get into an authentic relationship with that individual Mm. the the future of therapy is becoming a master at human connection so that's what i'm aspiring to do i'm aspiring to be a master of human connection so when the parents say basically what you just said how are you going to relate to this guy, he's not even going to want to meet you, mm-hmm. let alone go bowling or something, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, I trust, I trust, I trust the the process of connection. And I know that it is, it is natural for this person to want to be in a relationship. And with most of the guys that I work with, I start with like a spiel. I tell them listen, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be here to control you Uh, I'm here to learn as much from you as you from me and all I'm all I really want to do is just spend a little time with you uh, And that's it. And I will tell you I tell them this I will tell you that if you continue on this path You're probably gonna keep getting what you don't want So I'm willing to share with you a little bit of a journey Of How to get out of that you see Mm. like you mentioned um, Maybe it was off-air you mentioned about you know People can feel like they've painted themselves in the corner Mm -hmm. like they took a decade out of the life and they painted themselves in the corner Yeah, so at at what point does a person start to realize that they're painting themselves in a corner? I Would I would argue that that process starts when you're like 18 to 20 years old sure and I and you can say to them Hey Brother, look. You see what's happening? Are you achieving more independence of your, from your parents or less? And they're going to say, less. They're they're on me more. They're I'm getting less. So it's really just about from my angle being honest with them, right? Um, from a parent's point of view, it really depends on how far lost the kid is if the kid is not that far lost, then you may get somewhere with right. finding some mentors in the community. Right, 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 right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's kind of my, uh, that's what I What I want is for for parents out there and and, and for anybody out there, you know, inter, a, 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 an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. You know, I, I, mm-hmm. it'd be great to get to people before they are addicted, before they're at the rock bottom or the apathetic position where they have no you have to rebuild the future as opposed to just mm-hmm. uh, redirecting does that make yeah, sense and it and, definitely does and so i what i what i would love to get is is a way for us to walk away from from this conversation knowing how as as parents and and as potential mentors and people that mm-hmm. want to get involved in mentoring mm-hmm. um you know how we can how we can have those moments before the person because is it because addiction is it's it's difficult from so many perspectives right i mean and i and Mm -hmm. i my experience with talking to addiction counselors and with people in my life who are addicts um is is that yes the root cause of a lot of this uh, of a lot of the issues is at at what you're talking about um, mm-hmm. I, I, but I just, I want to get, I want to get that motivation before you get to some of the, the real permanent consequences of, of yeah. addiction.
1: Yeah, you're right. I mean, addiction is the ultimate painting yourself in the corner, right? You, you've actually painted yourself in a coffin, you Right. Know? So you're right. You need, you need a, a reconnaissance mission to, to help you. Um, well, you know, the thing that parents can do is. Starting from when kids are at their most impressionable time, meaning like 12 and under Mm. you can really prioritize finding them Mentors and supporters that can have a genuine positive impact on their life, Mm -hmm. whether it's the gymnastics coach the um, the teacher the the job okay like There's so all you want to do as a parent is you want to be helping to find those people that can have that positive impact. Mm. Mm. That is is so crucial. And and don't don't side with convenience like, oh, we're going to do this soccer team because it's five minutes from us. If there's a soccer coach that can have a genuine impact on your individual child and mm-hmm. that can relate to your child and that team is a better fit for your child, I know for me, I personally, I prioritize that. And I encourage all the men that I work with and, and all the parents to prioritize that. I, I help hand select the jobs that my clients work, work at for that very reason so that would be my gift or or offering for today to parents is to start prioritizing that and then if if they feel like it's beyond that then it's time to start you know considering professional help
0: mhm mhm yeah it's, it, there's a there's a little bit of of resource bias in there right where 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 the ability of of parents to um for the parents to to have that kind of involvement and, and to drive farther for the, you know, drive their kid farther for that. There's not everybody is able to do that. So, but, but you, I heard you saying there, the kind of job that your kid gets, if you can't afford, you know, travel club sports mm-hmm. programs, which are expensive, uh, you can do other things. You can get them into a job at a, at a company that, um, that is healthy at a company where, where, uh, exactly. where there's a good mentor, or boss, and then, then they're making money and not spending, not costing you money.
1: <laughs> it, exactly. And that's where your statement, a penny of, how did you say it? A penny of, uh, prevention is worth a pound of cure or something.
0: An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, you want to, you, that's why we say, do you want to do this easy, hard mm-hmm. or hard, easy? And my statement to myself, to the parents, to the guys, to anybody who's willing to listen: do it hard, easy. It's way better that mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm.
0: That makes a lot of sense. Okay, so uh, we, we're we're almost out of time here, and 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 you've been very generous with your time, and thank you so much. I I, mm-hmm. I do want to talk a little bit before I let you go about uh, for those of us that are looking for this motivation, that are looking for a mentor, that are looking for our own self improvement. How do we? Uh, how do we begin to sort of find that singing of our heart that, that gets us, uh, to even find out the place that we want to be? You know, what does that, what does that first step look like for those of us that we're not necessarily addicted to anything Mm -hmm. but, but we've, we are not in the place we want to be.
1: Well, it starts with, it starts with you being, um, in and connected to the community, Because remember, you don't necessarily find your mentor. Your mentor finds you. And I've found more teachers and mentors through friends who just said, hey, you know, I just went to this workshop or I heard of this person. I think you might really like them. So the old adage that the teacher will come when the student is ready. Mm. So. Yeah. So put yourself into the appropriate or the the empowered state of being a student. A student is curious. A student has wide eyes. A student doesn't have all the answers. So so get out of that predator gaze of looking for a teacher and just open yourself up to life and life will never fail to deliver.
0: That's good advice. I, I think as we come out of this pandemic, you know, a lot of us are starting from square one or square zero, our job, we've mm-hmm. lost jobs. We've, you know, uh, our friend networks have either moved away or or we've been mm-hmm. so isolated, we don't have that. What do you recommend as a first step to walking out the door as a student um, as, as things open up again?
1: Trust. 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 Trust the Trust the journey and that old saying of, Uh, A journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step I in the book I detail how I built my life from Mm. ground zero and it starts with a single step and and a big part of it was me realizing I had a role to play in building my life and in co-creating it Mm. but it really was life that was the missing ingredient all along so Take it easy, come out, you know, um, and, you know, just trust that the next step, put one foot in front of the other. And that's that.
0: Well, the game plan is in the book, The Primal Method, a book for emerging men. But I think what we've talked about today, I think it works for men and women. Um, You can check that out. Link to where to buy that is in the show notes. Uh, If you right now are thinking like, oh, my gosh, how do I even get started? You know, check out the book. Uh, uh, listen to to Gregory's story. Uh, read read Gregory's story. But also, you know, if you if there's that thing you've been putting off, if you've if you've always wanted to take a Zumba class, take the Zumba class. If you've always wanted to mm-hmm. do a cooking class, do the cooking class and and give yourself. The, uh, open, open yourself up to the possibilities uh, of what is awaiting you out there. It, it, whatever it is that you've always wanted to try, if you take that first step, that beginner's class, if you've always wanted to do improv, every single city in the, in the country has some sort of improv class you can take and you'll meet like-minded individuals all kinds of things like that. So um, that would be my recommendation. Uh, mm-hmm. Two last questions that I ask them to everybody, Gregory, first and foremost, if people want to follow up with you, aside from obviously buying the book, how can people follow up with you?
1: Oh, the website is go with the <laughs>
0: Love it. <laughs> go with the bro.com. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. And on that website, there's a link to all of his social media profiles on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter. One last question, and I ask it to everybody. What is one thing we can all start doing today that will make our lives a whole lot better? Smile. Yeah yeah I mean look the research on that is that the more you smile you engage all these muscles in your face and your brain yeah. our lizard brain will convince itself go. that it's happy
1: and laugh for no reason yeah. why do we need a why do we need a reason to laugh
0: well most of us are stuck home alone anyway so it's not like you're gonna make a fool of yourself by laughing no. for no reason so you might as you well do, do whatever it. you want <laughs> yeah <laughs> I love it oh uh, Gregory thank you so much for your time today and uh hopefully we thank can you. we can have you back at some other point we really appreciate it all right thank you that's it for our show today. Thank you guys so much for being a part of it. We really appreciate it. If you like the show, please rate, comment, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast. It helps us out a lot. If you guys want to follow up with us, check us out at facebook.com. We spend most of our time there doing all kinds of crazy stuff. We go live. Uh, all kinds of behind the scenes stuff of us doing the radio show, doing the podcast, all of that. Again, Facebook.com slash John Tesh, or you can follow John on Instagram at John Tesh underscore IFYL. I am Gib Gerard. Find me at Facebook.com slash Gib Gerard or at Gib Gerard on uh, Twitter and Instagram. I try to respond to every mention of the show, every DM about the show, even taking some of your advice about who the guest should be, because ultimately I do the show for you guys. So thank you so much for listening.